Hi, I'm Maria Stolger coming to you from Gadigal Land and welcome to part two of my series, When I Won That Art Prize, where I dive into the archives and bring you some great clips from previous guests. I'm taking some time off from new interviews to update my YouTube channel, but I'm really enjoying looking back at some of these early conversations where artists talk about the highs and lows of winning art prizes. And I forgot to mention in the last episode that you won't be hearing many Archibald stories in this series, as there's a whole episode devoted to winners of that famous portrait prize. In episode 115, I gathered together clips of 16 podcast guests talking about their Archibald experience, including Del Catherine Barton and William Robinson, who both won it twice. So if you haven't heard that one, have a listen. There's a link in the show notes to that. And talking about the Archibald, I'm looking forward to this year's announcement of the winners of not only the Archie, but also the Wynn and Sulman Prizes, which will happen next Friday, May the 5th at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. And I'll be posting all day on socials on that day. So keep up with all the action with me on Instagram and Facebook. And yesterday I was at the announcement of the Packing Room Prize, which was awarded to Andrea Hewlin with her fabulous painting of comedian Cal Wilson. And you can see my short interview with Andrea on the YouTube channel. And I've put a link to that in the show notes as well. Today, though, I am bringing you a clip from my conversation with James Drinkwater, who I spoke with in 2017 and who I only just realised has a show opening next week with Edwina Corlett Gallery in Brisbane. It's called You Could Just Make a Painting and Write It All In There, New Paintings from the Slip Room. And the paintings are actually already up on the gallery's website. So if you're interested, go to the link in the show notes to see an absolutely stunning show. But if you're in Brisbane, of course, make sure you go to the gallery and check it out. In addition to being a painter, James is also a musician, singer, songwriter, poet and sculptor. In 2014, he won the Brett Whiteley Travelling Arts Scholarship and he's been shortlisted in many art prizes, including twice in the Wynn Prize for Landscape Painting and I've included in this episode his story behind one of those paintings, Encrusting the Marvellous Heart. But we start off by talking about his experience when he won the Brett Whiteley Travelling Arts Scholarship, which meant, amongst other things, a three-month residency in Paris with his family at the Cité Internationale des Arts, a dream come true for James. And we pick up this conversation where he, his wife Lottie and their young son are heading off to the airport to fly to Paris bizarre thing happened on the way to, we were on the platform at the central station um to get on the airport line to go out to get on the plane and we couldn't get a hold of lottie's mother and i was just i just didn't feel right that we hadn't said goodbye so i without sort of saying making a fuss i kept trying the home home phone back in melbourne to see you know to get a hold of it to say goodbye and finally one of her mother's friends picked up hysterical oh, oh, Rosalind she's in life support she's had a, her bowels have erupted and oh my god she had um yeah perforated bowel and oh god so it was just so dramatic and I waited till we got on the train and I told Lottie what had happened she was just in total shock yeah so we very quickly had to make a decision what we were going to do whether we'd both go to Melbourne whether I'd take our son to Paris or whether she'd take him to, or whether I'd go to Paris. And 
we were already two weeks late for the scholarship because Lottie had just done the um, residency with Marina Abramovich. Oh, yeah. And so for that reason, we were late already. And Lottie just said to me, you go, go to Paris because if you don't go, I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll never get there. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're at least starting it for us, you know, because that Paris meant a lot to us at that time. We'd been through... We've been through a lot that last year, so it, it presented a lot of... It was very important for us, that trip, mm. to just put that line in the sand and move on mm. from a couple of things. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we decided that Lottie would go to Melbourne with Vincenzo, with our son, and I would go and set up in Paris, and they'd come as soon as they could. Mm. So that was literally on the way to the airport? Yeah. So we've... Oh. We're, we're, then we're at the airport, repacking our bags... Absolutely hysterical. I was just sobbing. We we're both sobbing the whole time. Our son was wanting to play superheroes. He's making us all put our swimming goggles on, and mine are all foggy with tears. And it was just so devastating. Aww. Partly because her poor mother, what she was going through. But this this other thing of this trip that was presenting so much to us was just going to be completely different. Yeah. So I cried the whole way there. The whole way to Paris, I cried, basically. What were you working on? Like, what body of work were you... Oh, it was just all about Paris. Okay. Yeah. And so how does that work? Like, so would that be from I your just, day-to-day experience yeah, just of go, being just go through walking the and, and, and also acknowledging the history of the painters that I love that have been there and um, reappropriating all those um, classic scenes of bathers in Paris and the marketplace and the squares and I sort of... Be- became very enamoured by the um, the homeless communities and the beggars and they'd sleep on these on the cold days and nights they'd um, colder because it was summer but <laughs> they'd sleep on the vents because the heat would come up from the mm. and all these with all the pigeons around and these strange beautiful altars of very sort of um, noble people in a way when you draw on that would you start with, like, I mean, because your work is quite abstract, do you start with a, a representational shape or figure or something like that? Uh, oh, well, that was a point when I'd been trying to introduce the figure into my painting for a couple of years but had, had until that point, not had little, very little success. So I really took that opportunity to be in Paris as, as, a, um, as a catalyst to really push the figure and bring it in to the work in a far more explicit way. So, um, you know, but, but in, in regards of how I start a picture, it's different every time. I don't really know. I just get going, yeah. lay down a colour or maybe I will draw in a figure or a series of flowers or well, something I've just seen. Or Well, actually, let's talk about one of your paintings in particular. I was really interested in seeing that painting that you were, um, uh, you became finalist in the Win Prize in 2015, which was called... Uh, encrusting the marvellous heart. Mm. Can you tell me a bit about the meaning of that? Yeah, I can. Um, we arrived in Alice Springs and we hired a troopie, hired a four-wheel drive and drove for, I think it was about six hours, west. And um, the weather was really brooding and we were painting all day and you could feel the, the sky... Um, compressing and building these black clouds and all these wild horses started circling our campsite letting off screams and 
the most remarkable visceral experience. And we were sleeping in, um, sleeping in swags under the stars and um, the sky opened up and all these um, jewels appeared, you know, all the stars in the sky. And it was a really strange night because the, um, the two guys that took us out there were, were very, very aware that the weather could change any minute. And if we, if we needed to, we had to get in the cars and go before the rain got in and, and turned everything to mud because then we'd be stuck out there. So I was having, you know those nights where you have that really, really light sleep and you're kind of half in a dream state, half in, half awake. It was really hot and humid and um, little drops of rain were coming ever sparsely and um, cooling off your toes or whatever and I was sleeping with no doona just under the, under the elements. And I had this kind of strange, I don't know whether I was how much, how asleep I was, but I had this dream where um, where my wife and my son started circling my swag, almost like spirits, because was, that was the first trip I'd done away from them when we had our first son. So I was kind of really... Um, I had this compass that my father-in-law gave me, which was very symbolic, because I'd, tur- I'd turn it to home and face them and talk to them. Yeah, and I had this kind of strange part dream, part manifestation of them circling my circling my swag and then they opened opened up my chest opened up my rib cage and let the contents of the sky fall into into inside my body and all the stars encrusted encrusted my heart like this sort of pulsating bloody wet matter with all these gorgeous diamonds encrusting it and this kind of very strange bit of imagery that came to me and then they closed me back up and sewed my chest back up and and I could see the the bruises and um and then they sang until the bruises were better and disappeared and so I that was a very bizarre but was amazing that like a, an uplifting experience it was yeah was it was it? yeah and I because because I wrote so many songs and stuff I and because I've dealt with abstraction so much I think often I'm thinking in abstract poetic terms so it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it was a very beautiful, peculiar thing, but it wasn't something I, it was quite, um, it felt pretty normal for me to be imagining something yeah, right. so bizarre. <laughs> so you weren't disturbed or anything. So I wasn't disturbed by it, but I was like, oh gee, that's great imagery. And that, that, yeah. that'd be a good, Encrusting the Marvelous Heart would be a good title for that series. If, if, for the series of paintings that comes out of that. So the, the the word heart wasn't really Central Australian. No, but then it plays on that too. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's a nod to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The marvelous heart being the centre of this country, and, and um, we did actually we did have to get in the car at about four a.m. and oh, did you? get out of there because it, the <laughs> rains came in a big way. If you enjoyed this episode with the wonderful James Drinkwater, you can hear the full conversation by going to the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I hope you can join me for the next episode in the series When I Won That Art Prize.